Hey everyone, and welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast. My name is Steve Cullum, and this is episode 45 of the Student Ministry Podcast, and we are so glad that you're here once again. If this is your first time, be sure to like us and uh, subscribe on all of your favorite podcast apps, and that would help us just kind of, you know, find our way to the top and also uh, help other youth workers out there to find our podcast. Now, if you are returning, thank you so, so much for tuning in for episode 45 of the Student Ministry Podcast. This is a special podcast because it was an opportunity that I had to talk with one of my former students who became a former small group leader for me at my former church. And uh, and she was out for a few days uh, visiting my wife and I, and it was such a great time to just talk with her and, and see what God has been doing over over the last few years in her, in her ministry because we've been separated you know, um, after moving away from my former church. And it was a really cool opportunity just to, to get to talk with her and um, and just see what God has been doing through her, especially um, to talk through that transition. Because I think a lot of times um, as a young youth leader, I, I wasn't uh, attuned to, to talking with her to try to figure out, you know, what is God doing through that transition? So it's kind of cool to look back now over the years to see her transition from from student to, to small group leader. And, and now she's being able to take that ministry mindset into her workplace and, and everything else that she does with kids and with students um, as well. So I'm, I'm really excited for you to uh, to hear from her perspective, especially as a small group leader. I know a lot of the people that we interview on this uh, this podcast are paid uh, youth pastors who like they lead the ministry in, in their particular area. But it's I think it's always great to get volunteers in, in, in front of you, <laughs> metaphorically, of course. But I'm so looking forward for you to hear from her and, and to is here all the the great things that she's learned over the years. And so if you are a volunteer youth worker out there, whether you lead your entire ministry or you're a small group leader, or you're just kind of checking this out and and you're still trying to figure out, is youth ministry, is student ministry actually the thing that God is calling me to do? Um, I hope you'll enjoy today's podcast uh, with Alicia Cohn. Um, But before we jump into that, I do want to cover a couple other things. If you have not taken the 2019 uh, Youth Pastor Compensation Survey, Make sure you do that. We had Dan Navarra back on episode 38 of the Student Ministry Podcast, and he talked all about uh, youth pastor compensation. And in order to make his data so, so good, um, he needs information from you. And so you can fill that out at ypcompros, that's ypcomp pros.com and right at the very top it says take the the 2019 youth pastor compensation survey and you can take that survey right then and there um, set aside some time to to actually take that survey but that just helps him have a ton of information and is able to put out a great amazing report that's so helpful for us as youth pastors and youth workers so make sure you head over to ypcompros.com to fill out that survey i believe the deadline is sometime in november so you still got a little bit of time here in october um, but uh, make sure you do that. The sooner the better, and that way he can start compiling all that uh, that data and put together a great report for all of us. We also want to thank our sponsors of the Student Ministry Podcast. Longtime sponsor is WorkCamp NE. WorkCamp NE has been a great sponsor uh, from almost the very beginning of the Student Ministry Podcast, and if you are looking for uh, a mission trip opportunity that also combines with the, the camp experience, WorkCamp NE is a great 
thing for just just that. It's right here in the United States. Um, most of their camps take place in the Northeast, so in the New England area, which for some of you, that'd be a great trip to travel all the way to, to New England. Um, some of you are actually in New England, so it's right in your backyard, which is another great experience. Uh, they also have camps in Illinois um, on occasion as well, and so you can check out their website at workcampne.com. And also, if, if all those different opportunities for your uh, different groups coming together do not work, Work, and most of those are like spring break area or the uh, the summer area, you can also schedule a private camp with them. And I'd urge you to contact them and tell them that the Student Ministry Podcast sent you. And you can check out their website at workcampne.com. And we're also sponsored by G Shades Student Curriculum. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with this curriculum, it's a it's a curriculum, but it's also a teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. A lot of us as youth pastors, um, we do uh, a few things like unintentionally. Um, we we talk about the gospel, but only sometimes when we're given an altar call or something like that. Uh, we teach students to do as Jesus did, but sometimes we don't really teach them how to see as Jesus saw. And uh, we give students a fractured piece of the faith by teaching biblical principles and, and practices without actually tying them to gospel foundations. And so in an effort to do something different, uh, G Shades is a curriculum designed to help you produce confident, gospel-focused students who are able to uh, use their lens of the gospel through um, navigating every part of their life, especially in modern culture. And so uh, we're in youth ministry professionally, um, a lot of us. Some of us do volunteer, but a lot of us are in this professionally. And when it comes to the gospel, most of us are, are naturally modeling that to our students. That's something that I think hopefully we're doing well. But G Shade's goal is to help youth pastors teach it to the students. And so you can actually um, find out a lot more information at their website, gshades.org, and you'll find that each series there um, has message manuscripts, has a small group leader guide, um, parent guides, daily Instagram devotionals, games, graphics, slides, and even bumper videos. There's a lot there. So head over to gshades.org, and when you order, you can actually get a free week of, of G Shades, but when you order, when you make this order, make sure you use the, the, the promo code STUMINPOD, that's S-T-U-M-I-N-P-O-D, at, uh, at the checkout to receive 5% off your order. And we're so grateful for both WorkCamp NE and G Shades for sponsoring this episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. With all that being said, I just want to remind you one more time to make sure you check out us on uh, social media and contact us. Maybe you have someone that uh, is doing student ministry and you're like, you know, you, you need to you need to interview them. You've got to interview them. I would love to take uh, recommendations. You can send those to me on social media, but also email as well um, at studentministrypodcast at gmail.com is the email. Um, so you can also find us on Twitter at studmenpod, and you can also find us on Instagram at the student ministry podcast and also a Facebook at the Student Ministry Podcast. And you can find me at Steve Cullum on pretty much every social media platform. I'd love to hear from you. All right, with all that out of the way, let's jump into this conversation that I had with my former student and small group leader, Alicia Cohn. Well, hey, Alicia. Hello. 
<laughs> so as I said earlier um, to all the podcast listeners, uh, you have um, had the the privilege, I hope it was a privilege of uh, also um, not only being a student at the, the kind of the tail end of your high school career in a youth group, but also um, serving on a team and, and how I really should put it is I had the privilege of you uh, being in my youth group and also um, on my team as a small group leader. Um, but for those of you that, that have never heard of Alicia Cohn before, um, Alicia, go ahead and tell us your story and um, and how you, you got to, to be um, a Christian, but also involved in ministry itself. So I grew up in a large Christian family. We were very close. Um, my siblings, like, can always count on them. So I've... When I was 16, I went to, I started with RCC with my sister, and that's when I started a youth group, and I enjoyed it a lot. When I was 18, two weeks after my high school graduation, I moved out to Louisiana doing a city year program. And for the first time in my whole life, I had no support around me. And that's when I really had to learn how to lean on God. Um, I never had that, like, had gotten to the point where I needed to lean on God, and now I did. Um, and he managed to place me in the perfect apartment that was half a mile down the road from a church that was the most supportive that I could possibly have had. And it was a very big struggle for me. So I started going there on Sundays, and then on Wednesdays when they did college ministry there, because it was a big college town. And from there, like, it just got really close with God and just knowing, like, learning about Him more and realizing how amazing He is because otherwise I would never made it through those 11 months of working in the city or away from my family. But through His grace, His help, I was able to. So upon moving back to New Hampshire, I um, got baptized at RCC um, with a vet. And I think a couple of years later, I'm not exactly sure when, I started with the um, doing um, high school ministry with the youth group. And I wasn't sure how I was going to like it, but <laughs> I ended up really enjoying it a lot. Like, it was a really huge learning curve for me, and I learned so much from them and from teaching and doing small group with the kids. That's cool. So I know um, a lot of youth workers that I talk to, um, they really do, like their faith becomes real all of a sudden when they um, are not only put out on their own, but also they have the responsibility of of helping someone else with their faith and and playing that mentor role or that that small group leader role, um, things like that. And so I know that was that was your experience both with with City Year, but also yeah, like I know your your faith kind of just took off um, by being a small group leader. Talk to us a little bit about that. Like what was it like all of a sudden when when students actually started looking to you for some spiritual guidance? I think it became real. It's one thing to have it in your mind that like you're Christian and that you have these beliefs. It's a whole other thing when you have to start being that role model and showing those. And so and it couldn't just be, you couldn't just say it. You actually had to live it. And that was like really eye-opening for me, but so amazing in my line with growing with Christ. It just was a huge help with me. Cool. 
Cool. So, so what did life like? So normally, like, what I ask people is, um, for the second question is, you know, what's your ministry look like? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, I am talking to to youth pastors, and they're telling me about the programs and things like that. But uh, what was life like as a small group leader? I know you're you're taking a year off right now, um, finishing some school and everything, but that has been that continued even after I left um, from from that church. You continued as a small group leader, and I know that that kind of be became your ministry. Um, so what was life like as a as a small group leader? It was great. I got along really great, great with the kids, and like we learned a lot together. That was a big thing. Um, I like I really enjoyed like leading them, but also like and being able to like answer some of the questions, but also sitting back and just listening because that's where I learn some things. Cause sometimes the kids will say the most surprising thing and just like, it hits you how real that is. You're like, I never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I really enjoyed having that, being able to have that kind of open discussion with the kids, just that, um, my, and it also made me grow closer with them just in general, but like, my nephews, um, Jason, started coming to church, and he was in my youth group uh, last year, and we just got really close. And because of that youth group, my nephew Joshua, his little brother, younger brother, came uh, visited, and he started coming, and we got even closer to that. And so, just all around, a lot of my relationships just became stronger through youth group. Mm, that's and cool. Leading. That's awesome, and I love what you said about just having that that space um, to to have those conversations. It's not like you have to give them all the answers or anything like that, but just to be able to create a space where they feel comfortable. And it seems like that's also had a, an impact on on your your nephews as well. Just being able to create that that space for them. So what's it like creating that that space as a small group leader? What were what are some things that you did in order to create a, a safe place for those those students that were in your group? I think the biggest thing we did was first build bonds. Um, it was really easy this last year to do that because it was five boys that tended to, um, had been growing up together for pretty much their whole like, but even then like there's still this, this weird connection, especially when I'm being a female leader versus and having boys. So we did a lot of like playing games first and stuff like that. and playing games that they enjoyed. I got this um, monthly snacks prescription from all over the world. And so I take it and the boys would try everything. Nice. And they'd be like, where is it this month? They're like, they were so excited. And it was just little things for us to bond. And we just, that really made it easy for us to talk about things and like know that it wasn't gonna be brought out unless it needed to be. Mm. That's cool. And I love how, like, because you told me earlier, actually, we were talking today about how um, a lot of those boys had, you know, they were into, like, magic and, and all this, um, you know, uh, D&D and stuff like that. And then you did have a, one girl in the group as well that was, like, totally not into that. Like, what was it like to bring all those things together? It seems like crazy snacks from around the world is one of those things. But what were some other things that kind of helped that, that group bond together? Um, we did a few like trips around, like we went to like Canopy Lake, which is nearby the church and stuff like that. So that was a really big help, but also we didn't ever push it. We let the kids just kind of like really like naturally start on their own. So like when they were ready to start 
doing um, the meeting, we would go with that just so that they would, um, like, they weren't like, I just want to finish that game or something <laughs> like that. And it was, especially since they were juniors and seniors, it was a lot easier to um, keep them later if we needed to. Mm-hmm. And we just stayed as long as we needed to with them. And so, and if one of the kids wanted to talk to one of us over the other, the other would like step back and let that happen. Um, and we'd find ways to just like make them comfortable and let them have fun. That's cool. That's really awesome. And so it sounds like, I mean, in order to like create the best small group experience really is to just let students be students and kind of just create an environment where they feel incredibly comfortable. Um, and so did that involve like Bible study on your hand? Like, did, did you feel like you had to like have all the answers sort of thing? Or were you just kind of just feeling comfortable with just coming and just saying, hey, this is me and uh, I'm here for you. And what do you want to talk about? Um, there was a little bit of study, especially if I knew what we were talking about ahead of time. But I was, I learned really on, it's okay to say I don't know. Mm. And I think that the kids appreciated that. Um, and that we would maybe learn it together. Then we'd search it and Google it, talk to someone about it and learn it together if we needed to. It, it That was a hard lesson for me to learn because <laughs> you want to have all the answers. But it was something I did learn. That it was okay to say, I don't know. Yeah. And let's learn this together. Let's uh, Let's find out. That's really cool. And it probably helped them to, to start like preparing for adulthood themselves as being juniors and seniors. I'm sure that they, you know, they're going to be on their own with their faith really, really soon and, and needing to be able to find answers. And so, um, if you're always the one giving answers, um, they're probably not going to learn how to find their own answers as well. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. So anything else that, that, um, you learned through being a small group leader that, uh, that you'd like to pass on to others? I I do like to ask this question near the end of, of interviews where, um, basically, you know, are there any other tips, I guess, if you wanted to share with other people that are out there listening, youth pastors, small group leaders as yourself, um, volunteer, uh, youth workers that are out there. Um, what are some tips, some things that you've learned over the years that, uh, that you'd like to share with others? Um, aside from saying that it's, so, that it's okay to say, I don't know, um, I find that being able to truly listen and like, there's a term for it, active listening, mm. um, and like being able to let the kids know that you're truly listening, um, giving them the floor to talk if they need to is very helpful and it helps the kids like really feel listened to and feel, um, validated but also to be able to learn from the kids Hmm. Um, and don't just go in there thinking you know better than them (laughs) because that's not how that works and sometimes you have to step back from an argument because they can be stubborn (laughs) and you just gotta be like okay you know what that's fine we'll move along to the next thing yeah yeah, that's so cool. So, so what are some so kind of? I want to take that a little further because I think um, I think the idea of active listening is huge. I think as as we work with teenagers, it's so important. I mean, the Bible even talks about how we need to be um, quick to listen and slow to speak. Um, and so, how? What are some some further tips? I guess and to make sure that our the other people listening can can start to become active listeners with their teenagers. Um, the funny thing is, I actually learned 
through my work because I work through with teenagers at my work as well. But one of the big things is just repeating back what they say, not necessarily word for word, but like if they said like, I'm going to Colorado next week. Um, what do you think I should do? You could be like, so you're going to go Colorado. Um, you know what? This could happen just so that they know that you're listening. You're not just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like actually having a conversation. Don't just say yes, no, because they don't know if you're getting anything. That's a big thing with active listening. Um, making sure you're paying attention to them. So not having your phone out, not um, like trying to do some other stuff, which is hard for me because I fidget a lot, <laughs> but like just got to push stuff away and um, like really like look them in the eye give them that respect to look them in the eye and give them your full attention. Mm, that's so cool. I think like what I'm, what I'm picking up from you and, and which is so awesome is I saw you live that out. Um, I think, I think you had a pretty good small group leader in my wife, um, when you were in high school. Um, yeah. but, but, uh, but I think you've also picked up so many great things along the way to make you a great small group leader. And I think you, you hit on both of those today is not only active listening, but also creating a safe place where students can just feel comfortable. And when that happens and you come a little prepared and you're able to create that great space and you're actively listening to them, all of a sudden God's able to work and you're able to see some really cool stuff happen. And and I know you've been able to, to see that. Um, and it's been cool to, to see you um, come from a, from a high school student and all of a sudden blossom into a great small group leader. And now seeing you do that from afar um, has been really cool. So thanks so much for, for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for tuning in for the episode 45 of the Student Ministry Podcast. Maybe you're a small group leader and this was just exactly what you need to hear. Maybe you know some other small group leaders in your own youth ministry or other youth ministries. Make sure you share this with them. And uh, maybe you know a youth pastor that runs small group ministry and they need to hear this as well. Uh, be sure to get that out there and, and share it on social media, email, whatever it takes to get the word out there about Alicia's story. Um, but maybe you have some other people that you would love to get on the show. Make sure you contact us on social media or email. You can email us at studentministrypodcast at gmail.com, or you can contact us on social media at studentministrypod on Twitter and at the Student Ministry Podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. You can also contact me at Steve Cullum on all social media. Right after you get done listening to this, be sure to subscribe to the Student Ministry Podcast. That'd be number one uh, priority right there. <laughs> um, but after that, head over to YP Comp Pros and take that survey. That would be incredibly helpful, not only to Dan Navarro, who runs that, but also to the rest of us youth pastors who uh, are just going to be able to glean so much information from the data that he collects and, and all that. Also, we want to thank our sponsors, WorkCamp NE, and uh, you can check out their website at workcampne.com and also G-Shades to Student curriculum, and you can find their website at gshades.org. And be sure to use that promo code of StuMenPod when you check out to get 5% off your order. Well, here we are at the end of another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast. We've been doing this for uh, almost four years now, I believe, um, running 45 episodes and uh, caught some cool stuff coming up um, in the next uh, few months. Got some really great interviews that I'm looking forward to you hearing, uh, but also the National Youth Worker Convention is coming up in November as well. And so if you're heading out there to, to Tampa, Florida, uh, be sure to contact me. I'd love to interact with you guys and, uh, and 
and actually talk with you guys um, in, in person as well. So make sure you contact me, let me know that you're going. I'll be there. I'll be actually blogging for uh, you specialties again this year and, uh, and trying to do some podcast stuff while I'm out there as well. So be sure to contact me. Um, I'd love to, to at least say hi and uh, maybe we can grab coffee or a bite to eat or something like that. Um, but again, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, may God bless your ministry.